Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? Oh, me. I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, better than my son. Um, my son's very poorly still. Um, in fact, he seems to be getting worse. I've got better, um, but he's not better at all so i'm not going to work today because i'm staying at home to look after my poorly little boy um anyway anyway uh how are you are you all good i really hope so and if you're not i hope somebody's staying at home to look after you too <laughs> oh dear me well well now um I hope they can manage at work without me. What do you think? <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say to Sunny, um, who has been trying to find me on Facebook, apparently. Um, but there are so many Sarahs. They are. There are out, out there. There are so many Sarahs. It is a very, very common name, I'm afraid. Um, the Facebook uh, that I'm on uh, isn't actually under the name Sarah, though. It is under um magical children's stories so if you just search that you'll come up with us and um and i post things on there uh for you know for everyone to see um but i don't i don't do it on like my facebook page uh so yeah there you go sunny um if you just um, type in magical children's stories on Facebook you should be able to find me or find us so there we go what was the riddle from yesterday it was a very short one wasn't it um and it was what is or which fish costs the most hmm what was it what was it what was it it was goldfish, of course, because gold is very, very expensive and very, very um, worth a lot of money. So goldfish costs the most, uh, of course. Well, today I have a riddle because that was more of a joke yesterday, wasn't it? More of a jokey kind of riddle um today i have a riddle and it says if you live in a one-story house made entirely of red wood so it's entirely made of red wood what color would the stairs be Ha! Huh. Well, surely they'd be red too, wouldn't they? I don't know. So, can anybody, anybody get that riddle? And that riddle is from Harry. So, thank you very much, Harry. Um, hopefully, somebody will be able to get that. What do you reckon? <laughs> anyway, um... I have a fun fact. And you know what? This fun fact is quite awesome. Quite awesome. Because I'm thinking about um, 
my mum and my gran, both of whom are over 55, okay? My mum's 56 and my gran is almost 80. But the fun fact is the Sun City uh, Poms is a cheerleading squad, okay, in Arizona that only people 55 or older can join. Whoa. So a cheerleading squad for over 55s. So anybody that lives in Arizona, um, I know I have a couple of people who live in Arizona, at least a couple. Um, could they let me know if they know of this um, cheerleading squad? I was thinking of that because it's probably very good for um, uh, like over 55s for keeping them um, exercised and everything. However, I was thinking of my, as I say, my mum, who is 56, and unfortunately, she's disabled. Oh, excuse me. So she can't walk properly, and um, there's no way that she'd be able to cheerlead. It'd be quite funny watching her. <laughs> Sounds cruel, doesn't it? It's not. I just. Um, I'm just visualising her trying to cheerlead. She could cheerlead from a chair, I suppose. Um, but, and my gran's almost 80, and although she's not quite as um, disabled as my mum, she's uh, quite elderly. Uh, so I'm not sure whether she'd be able to cheerlead either. Um, however, I do know people of that age, from that age group, who are very 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 agile and fit so they would definitely be able to um to do cheerleading so um but i, I would love to watch my mum and my grand do it definitely <laughs> now let's have a look at the sporty fun facts so let us have a look. So what ones um, have we got to uh, here? So this, this uh, bit of the, the book is called Champion Cheats and Lovable Losers. So it's cheats and losers. Let's have a look. Now, Eddie the Eagle Edwards, who I loved... Okay, if you there is a film about him, um, and we watched it, and it is a really excellent film. But Eddie the Eagle Edwards, a British skier, came bottom in both of his ski jumping events at the 1988 Winter Olympics. He was wearing a borrowed ski suit. And his glasses were so steamed up, he just couldn't see where he was going. Now, um, he was awesome. He was one of those guys who knew what he wanted to do and went out and did it against all the odds. He may not have won, but he did it. And that's what you've got to concentrate on that's what you've got to focus on not winning 
but taking part and doing what you really, really want to do. Um, so Eddie the Eagle Edwards is an inspiration to us all. Uh, so definitely watch the film if you can, because it's really good. So when American Helen Stevens beat Poland's Stella Walsh to second place in the Olympic 100 metres, Stella claimed that Helen was really a man. And Helen had to remove her clothes to prove she was a woman. Well, that's talk about bad loser. Deary me. In the 1908 Olympics, Italian Durando Pietri was declared the winner of the marathon, even though he collapsed five times and had to be helped cross the finish line by policemen and attendants. Oh, bless him. When I did a cross-country event when I was at school, and I've told you before that I really don't do running at all, and I didn't do running when I was at school. I hated it. But we had to do cross-country in games, and we had to do a cross-country race. And um, everybody else had finished. I was probably about 10 at the time, and... <laughs> Everybody else had finished the race and everyone was still waiting for me <laughs> because I was nowhere to be seen. And in the end, my games teacher um, had to come and find me and carry me <laughs> because I'd collapsed halfway round. <laughs> That's how bad I was. And, um, and <laughs> luckily I was only small, so... <laughs> lift me up and he could take me <laughs> and he carried me um back to the finish line and over the finish line so I did actually finish and I did get a, a medal <laughs> didn't win though definitely so um in 1904 Fred Lords won the Olympic marathon but his gold medal was taken away when it was revealed that he'd ridden in a car for 11 miles of the race. See, I should have done that, shouldn't I? Deary me. And at the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games, Eric the Eel made a splash when he swam 100 metres in the slowest time ever recorded around one minute and 52 seconds. The gold medal winner that year swam it in just under 48 seconds. Oh, my goodness. So I think, actually, I would be able to swim a lot faster than I can run. Now, in 1966, a Welsh rugby match. Now, yes, I love rugby and I love Welsh rugby. A Welsh rugby match between teams from Colwyn Bay and Port Maddock had to be abandoned at the last minute. This is so funny because neither team owned a ball. I have rugby balls here and I don't belong to a team. <laughs> 
My goodness me. How can two rugby teams not own a rugby ball? And lastly today, in 1984 at the Oxford-Cambridge boat race, Cambridge sank before the race had even begun <laughs> because they hit a barge on their way to the start. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Some of those are funny. Um, the Welsh rugby match is beyond me. I don't know how any rugby teams do not have a... Um, a, a ball a rugby ball as i say we have two rugby balls in our house um and we none of us belong to a rugby team <laughs> maybe we should have lent them one. <laughs> oh my goodness me so there you go some funny fun facts about cheats and losers um so uh what day is it today apart from monday apart from poorly boy day um and it well is the very last day the very last day of july tomorrow we will be entering and entering entering even a whole new month so tomorrow is august uh, so when I leave you today, I will say goodbye and you won't see me until August. <gasps> it's just the next day, isn't it? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, August. Oh, my goodness. Where is where is the year gone? So National Avocado Day. I do love, love avocados. Um, and do you know what I love? Avocado squished on toast. It's lovely. Um, World Ranger Day. There you go. World Ranger Day. So those park rangers, um, it's their day. Oh, my goodness. National Raspberry Cake Day. Maybe I should do some of my white chocolate and raspberry muffins. Um, because it's raspberry cake day. It's also Uncommon Instrument Awareness Day. So, uh, everybody knows what um, a guitar is, or a piano is, or a saxophone. Everybody knows what those instruments are, but there are some instruments that are very, very uncommon and only... The people that play them know exactly what they're like. So I could say to you um, something about a liar. Not, not a liar as in someone that tells fibs, but a liar as in a musical instrument, L-Y-R-E. But do you know what it is? It's a handheld instrument. Um, so... It's got strings on it and you play the lyre. You, I would imagine most people know what bagpipes are. But if you said to somebody who'd never heard of bagpipes, try to explain what they were, you wouldn't be able to, would you? Um, now, a very famous um, musician called... Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, very, very long time ago he lived. He was a um, 
definitely, definitely very, very famous, um, a composer. He composed music and he said it's easy to play any musical instrument. All you have to do is touch the right key at the right time and the instrument will play itself. Well, that's all very well, Mr. Bach, but what happens if A, you're playing an instrument that doesn't have keys and B, you don't know when the right time is to press them? Hmm. So, yes, I agree with you. It is quite easy to play um, instruments, but only if you know when to press the keys. <laughs> and to touch in the right place um, at the right time. Um, so who can play a musical instrument? Um, and what musical instrument can you play? Hmm, I would love to know. So that's going to be the question of the day on here, is can you play a musical instrument? And if so, what musical instrument can you play? So, here. Oh, I forgot. It's National Mutt Day. So, you know those dogs that aren't a proper breed? They're like a mixture of different breeds. And they're just happy-go-lucky mutts. Well, it is that day. Celebrate those um, because they're so fun. Such lovely tempered animals, those. They're just a bit of everything thrown in. Um, so anyway, Mia's question um, was, why was music invented? Now, I have... An absolutely stalker of an answer, brilliant answer. However, um, I haven't written it down properly and got it so that I know exactly what I'm saying. So I'm going to answer that properly tomorrow. However, um, I did ask and um, and I did receive. Uh, so ask and you shall receive. I did say to you, maybe you would like to see what you thought the answer was. And Sonny, um, you said they invented music to bring people together, uh, which definitely, definitely worked. Um, hence why people have parties and play music. Um, Jasper, to make people listen and feel that like they are there. Love that answer. Um and Mia, you think that uh, they it was because they just needed entertainment and they needed something to do, but you weren't sure about that. Well, um, to, as I say, tomorrow I will um, answer it properly from what I've researched. OK, now, Andrew, I know you did say uh, you did send me a question and it was, why do we have to wait until tomorrow? OK, now. I'm not sure whether you mean when you want to do something, why do people say, no, you've got to can't do it today. You've got to do it tomorrow. You have to wait until tomorrow. Or um, what exactly did you mean? Because they also say that 
tomorrow never comes. Because if you're like today, okay, so we're Monday, and then somebody says, oh, we'll do that tomorrow. Well, when you get to tomorrow, it's today. So actually, tomorrow never comes, does it? Um, so, uh, yeah, is it just that you, you wanted to know um, why people say, N wait until tomorrow? Hmm. Um, so let me know and we can make a headway on that question. Oh, my goodness me. Right. What story shall we have today? I thought we would try oh what have we got what have we got what have we got the next chapter in the enchanted wood and they have just climbed the tree haven't they for the first time and discovered the hole in the cloud at the top so chapter five is called the roundabout land Ooh. so here goes one big broad branch slanted upwards at the top of the faraway tree Joe climbed onto it and looked down, but he could see nothing for a white mist swirled around and about. Above him, the enormous thick white cloud stretched with a purple hole in it through which the topmost branch of the faraway tree disappeared. The children felt tremendously excited at last. They were at the very top. Joe carefully pulled himself up the final branch. He disappeared into the purple hole. Beth and Franny followed him. The branch came to an end and a little ladder ran through the cloud. Up the children went. Oh, and before they knew what had happened, they were out in the sunshine in a new and very strange land. They stood on green grass. Above them was a blue sky. A tune was playing somewhere, going on and on and on. It's the sort of tune a carousel or a roundabout plays, Joe said Beth. Isn't it? It was. And then, suddenly, without any warning at all, the whole land began to swing around. The children almost fell over with the swing round being so beginning so suddenly. What's happening? said Beth, frightened. The children felt terribly dizzy, for trees, distant houses, hills and bushes began to move around. They too felt themselves moving, for the grass was going round as well. They looked for the hole in the cloud, but oh, it had disappeared. 
The whole land is going round and round like a roundabout, cried Joe, shutting his eyes with dizziness. We've passed over the hole in the clouds. We don't know where the, the topmost branch of the faraway tree is now. It's somewhere beneath this land, but goodness knows where. Oh, Joe, but how can we get back home again, cried Franny in a fright. We'll have to ask someone for help, said Joe. The three began to walk away from the patch of green field in which they were standing. Beth noticed that they had been standing on a ring of grass that seemed darker than the grass around. She wondered why it was, but she had no time to say anything, for really it was dreadfully difficult to walk properly in a land that was going around and around like a proper carousel all the time. Oh, the music went on and on too. Hurdy-gurdy, hurdy-gurdy. Joe wondered where it was coming from and where the machinery was that worked the strange roundabout land. Soon they met a tall man singing loudly from a book. Joe stopped him, but he went on singing. It was most annoying. Hey, diddle ho, diddle round and round and round, shouted the man, whilst Joe tried to make himself heard. How can we get away from this land, Joe shouted. Don't interrupt me. Hey, diddle ho, diddle, sang the man, and he beat the time with his finger. Joe caught hold of the bony finger and shouted again. Which is the way out of this land? And what land is it? Oh, now you've made me lose my place and my time, said the tall man crossly. Oh, I shall have to begin my song again. What is this land, please? asked Franny. It's roundabout land, said the tall man. I should have thought anyone would have been able to guess that. You can't get away from it. It goes round and round always and only stops once in a blue moon. Oh, there must have been a blue moon when we climbed into it, groaned Joe. It had certainly stopped then. The man went off singing loudly. Hey, diddle, ho, diddle, round and round and round. Oh, silly old round and round, said Franny. Really, we do seem to make meet the most peculiar people. What I'm worried about is getting home, said Beth. Mother will be anxious if we're not back before long. What shall we do, Joe? Let's sit down under this tree and have a bit more to eat, said Joe. So they sat down and munched solemnly, hearing roundabout music going on all the time and watching the distant hills and trees swinging round against the sky. It was all very strange. Presently, a pair of rabbits lolloped up and looked up at the children. Franny loved animals and she threw a bit of cake to them. To her surprise, one of the rabbits picked up the cake in its paw and nibbled it like a monkey. Thanks, said the rabbit. It's a change from grass. 
where do you come from? We haven't seen you before and we thought we knew everyone here. Nobody new ever comes to roundabout land. And nobody ever gets away, said the other rabbit, smiling at Franny and holding out its paw for a bit of cake too. Really? said Beth in alarm. Well, we're new to it, for we only came about an hour ago. We came up the faraway tree. What? cried both rabbits at once, flopping up their long ears in amazement. Up the faraway tree, did you say? Goodness, you don't mean to say that's touching this land. Yes, it is, said Beth. But I expect as this land is swinging round and round that the topmost branch might be almost anywhere underneath it. There's no way of finding out. Oh, yes, there is, said the first rabbit excitedly. If we burrow down a little way and make a hole, we can see whereabouts the faraway tree is underneath and we can wait for it to come round again when the land swings above it. Well... We came up from the tree just where the grass was darker than the rest, said Beth. I noticed that. Do you suppose that as the roundabout land swings around, it will come back to the same place again and we could slip down the topmost branch? Of course, said the rabbits. We can easily burrow down that green patch of grass and wait for the land to turn around just over the tree again. Come on, quickly, there's no time to lose. All of them jumped up and sped off. Beth knew the way and so did the rabbits. Soon they were back in the field where the ring of dark grass stood. There was no opening now, leading through a cloud down to the tree. It had gone. The rabbits began to dig quickly. Soon they found the ladder that led upwards. Then they made such a big hole that the children could see down it to a large white cloud that swirled below the roundabout land. Nothing there yet, said the first rabbit, getting out a handkerchief and wiping his dirty front paws. We must wait a bit. I only hope the land hasn't swung on and passed the faraway tree altogether. The roundabout music went on and on and then suddenly it began to slow down. One of the rabbits peeked out of the hole below and gave a shout. <gasps> the land has stopped going round and the faraway tree is just nearby, but we can't reach it. The children peered through the cloud below the ladder and saw quite clearly that the faraway tree was very near, but not near enough to jump on. Whatever were they to do? Now don't try to jump, warned the rabbits or you'll fall right through the cloud. But what shall we do? asked Beth in despair. We must get on the tree before we swing away again. Oh, I've got a rope, said one of the rabbits suddenly, and he put his hand into a big pocket and pulled out a yellow rope. He made a loop in one end and then threw it carefully at the topmost branch of a nearby tree. It caught and held. Oh, Good. Franny, slip down the rope first, said Joe. I'll hold this end. So Franny, rather afraid, slid down the yellow rope to the tree. And then, just as she got there, the roundabout music began to play very loudly. 
and quickly, and the roundabout land began to move. Quick, quick, shouted Franny as the land swung nearer to the faraway tree. Jump, jump! They jumped and the rabbits jumped after them. The roundabout land swung off. The big white cloud covered everything. The children and the rabbits clung to the topmost branch and looked at one another. We look like monkeys on a stick, (laughs) said Joe, and they all began to giggle. My goodness, what an adventure. I vote we don't come up here again. But, as you may guess, they did. My goodness, that was a bit scary, wasn't it? So, that was the roundabout land. wonder how many other lands they're going to find up there. Um, So, that was the story for today. And you know what? I have written a story... And it's going off to be published. So you've got to wish me luck. <laughs> um, so hopefully my next book, because I've already written one, but and that's published, but um, my next book uh, should be hopefully published and ready to read very, very soon. Uh, so yeah, fingers crossed for that. Please wish me luck. Anyway. I am going to go and I'm going to go and look after my little boy, my poorly, poorly little boy today. Um, And you all have the best day ever. But make sure you take care and stay safe. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for... And now...